Hello, and welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where the Word of God is experienced in a fresh new way. Prepare yourself to hear God's Word talk with simplicity and understanding. And now, here's your host, Cliff Goldberg. What's going on, fam? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the Word in a fresh new way. I am your host, Cliff Goldberg. Let's break this thing off and get it started with a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this time. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your word behind the word. We thank you that during this time, we will not just hear the word of God, but we will hear a word from God. And so we thank you, God, for this time and the opportunity to share and experience your word. Now, God, as we set ourselves to sit at your feet, we declare that every ear is open to hear, every heart is anointed to receive the word and the word behind the word. We thank you, God, that you will flow in the manner that you need to flow so your people can have what they need to have. I have prepared, God, but you work through me, all of you working through all of me during this time. And we declare that no weapon formed against this time shall prosper and that the will of God will be uh, established during this time. We declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. No hurt, harm, or danger to those who may be listening while driving. And that those who are listening while working will get their work done efficiently and effectively. We declare these things to be so in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, fam. I got a nice one, man. This is this is this is nice. It's nice. <laughs> and you know, the last podcast I recorded was relatively short, a little over about a half hour. This one is not going to be that. <laughs> We're gonna stretch out a little bit. It's actually, we may do this in two parts. Um, uh, this is just such an amazing, uh, concept that God put on my heart to share. So here we go. This is called a firm foundation, a firm foundation, a firm foundation. You know, anytime you build something, the building has to have a firm foundation so that everything that's built on top of it will stand, uh, the test of time will stand opposition, will stand storms, weather, wind, uh, snow, cold, heat. The foundation is the basis of what the whole building is built on. Now, here's the interesting thing about foundations. When you use the example of buildings, uh, very rarely are foundations celebrated. Uh, you know, usually when they build a building, they have a groundbreaking ceremony, right? You have the golden shovels and you have the photo opportunities. And sometimes there's a red ribbon wrapped around or a bow wrapped around the golden shovels and all of the principals who were uh, uh, part of getting the building financed and all of that stuff. They're there, all the dignitaries, all the luminaries, all of those people are at the groundbreaking ceremony. Many of those people are at the opening of the building. But none of those people are there when the foundation is being built. As a matter of fact, the foundation is so unattractive that oftentimes when they're building and digging down to get to the to, to establish the foundation, they put a cover around the area so people can't see it because it's dusty, it's dirty, it's not attractive. But if that building is going to stand the test of time, that foundation must be established properly. Because no matter the beauty of the building, if the foundation is not established properly, 
all kinds of things can happen to bring down the collapse of that building. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I am. <laughs> but you guys kind of know where we're going. All right. So that's the foundation of a building. Now let's talk about the foundation of a life. The foundation of a life. What our lives are built upon. And this is what we want to talk about uh, in this podcast and probably the next one in part two. What is our lives built upon? And when we talk about building our lives on certain foundations, we go to a, a definition that says that a foundation is an underlying basis or principle. An underlying basis or principle. It's the thing we or the series of things that we build our life on. And so as godly people, we want to examine the foundation of godly living. That could be a subtotal for, subtitle for this lesson. The foundation of godly living. All right. So we're going to start by establishing the fact that godly, a godly foundation cannot be shaken. It cannot be shaken by, uh, uh, I heard a, a minister say, the vicissitudes of life. <laughs> It cannot be shaken by trouble. It cannot be shaken by trauma. It cannot be shaken by stress. It cannot be shaken by unexpected events that happen in life. It can be affected maybe, but it cannot be shaken. All right. So we want to look at Hebrews chapter 12, verses 27 through 20, and 28. Hebrews chapter 12, verses 27 and 28 and the writer of Hebrews says now this he there there is a script a verse that came before what I'm reading and the phrase yet once more is alluded to in that previous scripture and so he says now now this yet once more indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of many that are made that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, verse 28, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably, acceptably with reverence and godly fear. So he, said, he sets a difference here that there are things that are made that can be shaken. And those things that are made that can be shaken will be shaken so that the things that cannot be shaken remain. I submit to you that the kingdom of God, and he says this in verse 28, we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken. We are stepping into as godly people, the kingdom of God, God's way of doing things, the dominion that is, that is, that is led by the king. And in the dominion of the king, that cannot be shaken. The dominion of the king cannot be shaken. And as godly people, we are a part of that dominion or that domain. The domain of the king cannot be shaken. So we want to be a part of the king's dominion. We want to be a part of the king's domain. We want to be a part of the kingdom of God because the foundation of the kingdom of God cannot be shaken. That's where we want to be. Our foundations, godly foundations cannot be shaken because they are founded on the word of God. 
They are founded on the Word of God. I want to read this out of the Living Bible. Hebrews 12, verses 27 and 28. He says, By this he means that he will sift out everything without solid foundations, so that only unshakable things will be left. So see, we, we look at a lot of the things that are going on in our world, in our society, in our nation right now. There are a lot of things that are being shaken. And the things that are being shaken do not have solid foundations. They have foundations, but many of the, the you know many of the foundations of our nation is greed, selfishness, right? Stepping on other people, promotion above other folks, division between racial and ethnic groups. Our nation is founded on those foundations, and now those foundations are being shaken. 2008, we had an economic crisis. That foundation was shaken. Uh, right now, we're having a, a pandemic, a virus that is spread across the world. That foundation of medical experimentation or chemical experimentation for ungodly ends is being shaken. Well, right now, as I'm recording this podcast in the middle of racial and dis racial discord and 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 division between police and uh, uh, citizens of color, the foundation of what causes those types of police officers to do what they do, that foundation is being shaken. And God is sifting out everything without solid foundation, so unshakable things will be left. What are the unshakable things? Standing on the word of God, being people of integrity, operating in godly wisdom, operating in love for other people. Those foundations cannot be shaken. And those are the things that are going to be left over when everything else has been shaken. Verse 28 in the Living Bible says, Since we have a kingdom nothing can destroy, let us please God by serving him with thankful hearts and with holy fear and awe. In a time where things are being shaken, we have to stand and operate from the unshakable foundation. <sighs> Man, I got so much in me. <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been studying this for about a week now, and and now it's pouring out of me. And I'm, I'm just gonna trust God to let pour out of me what you guys need to hear, because some of this stuff you may or may not need to hear. So, I'm just, I'm just gonna stay in the flow here. Uh, <laughs> God is sifting out everything that does not have a solid foundation so that only unshakable things will be left. And so it behooves us to be on the proper foundation so we don't, want, so we don't get sifted and affected by the shakable foundations. Right? We don't want to put our, money, our faith in our money. We want to put our faith in God's provision. See, that's an unshakable foundation. The banking industry and the finance industry and Wall Street, those things are man-made. Those things are, they don't have solid foundations. Am I saying don't put money in the bank? No. I'm saying put your trust in the provision of God more than you put your trust in banking institutions or financial institutions. We want to put our trust, we want to stand on unshakable foundations. Husbands and wives submitting to one another. 
Husbands loving their wives the way Christ loves the church. Wives submitting to your husbands as the husband loved your wife. As the husband loved it, love, loves his wife. That's an unshakable foundation because God is in the middle of it. It's not about I'm going to marry this person because they can... They, they do this for a living so they can help me with my career. I'm going to marry this person because they got it going on and they'll be able to retire me. I'm going to be with this person because, you know, so-and-so said that you're supposed to because they got an education. We don't put our trust in foundations that can be shaken. So let's look at some foundations. Let's look at some foundations because I'll go, you know. All day just talking. And I want to give you guys the word of God so you can get more than my opinion. So we're going to look at several types of foundations. And when we mix those things, those foundations together, when we mix the material together, we will have a firm foundation that we can stand and build our lives on. And many of us have already done this. I'm, I'm sure some of you are relatively mature Believers, you've been walking this thing for a while. Bible study is a part of what you do. Living by the Spirit of God is part of what you do. But I know also not everybody is on that page. So I want to share some foundations based on the Word of God. And let's let God do what He does. All right? All right. You with me? Y'all with me? We good? All right. I, <laughs> I know I kind of jumped in, you know, going at it. Um but uh, this is just I, just, I just love this stuff. I love teaching this stuff. I love sharing what God gives me to share. And uh, so let's go. Let's go. Let's rock it out. All right, here we go. We're going to start with the first foundation. And these are in no particular order. It's just how it came to me. So the first foundation we want to talk about is the foundation of trust. And more specifically, we want to talk about the foundation of trusting God. Right? And so we want to go to Psalms 11. Verses 1 through 3. And David wrote this particular psalms and, uh, psalm, and uh, it, it, it always strikes me. So Psalms 11, verses 1 through 3. And verse 1 says, In the Lord I put my trust. So that's what he starts out. Let, let, let's, let's settle this right now. In the Lord I put my trust. Now here comes a contradiction to that trust. He says, how can you say to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For look, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow on a string that they may shoot secretly at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? So, so, so David is saying, these people are coming to me saying, I need to do something else other than putting my trust in the Lord. No, 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 no. In the Lord, I put my trust. So no matter what I see, no matter what people are saying, no matter who's coming against me, I'm not going to let people coming against me move me off of my foundation of trusting God. God has proven himself in my life over and 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 over again. I'm not going to put my trust in anything else but him. So they can say the wicked is coming. They can say they're going to shoot you. They can say they're about to persecute Christians. You know, they're coming after our church. Whatever they're saying, whatever they're doing. I'm going to put my trust in the Lord. And whatever happens, 
I'm going to trust God. There's a man of God who says, uh, obey God and leave the consequences to him. I'm going to add to that a, a different flavor. Trust God and leave the consequences to him. Now, trusting God and leaving the consequences to him admittedly can be a little scary. But but we have a foundation that can't be shaken. We are in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So we want to stand on the unshakable foundation even when we're shaking. <laughs> even when our knees are shaking, we want to make sure we put our shakable knees on the unshakable foundation. Because if the foundations are destroyed, what can the righteous do? Well, the righteous are standing. If the righteous give in to this declaration, flee to the mountain. If the righteous give in to the fear that the wicked are bending their bow. If the righteous give in to the fear that they, the, the wicked are shooting at them. And the, they give in to the fear and move off the foundation. Now we're lost. So we're going to keep our foundation of trusting God in place. Amen. The Living Bible says, how dare you tell me flee to the mountains for safety when I am trusting in the Lord? That's it. How can you tell me to get off of my trust in God and tell me to do something else when I'm trusting in the Lord? And we see now there is a very stark difference between fleeing to the mountains and trusting in the Lord. Now, now, people who don't have a relationship with God, they've got to stand on whatever foundations that have been established. So in their minds, fleeing to the mountain is the right thing to do. Man, they coming after you. Y'all better run. I'm not running. I'm trusting God. But they're coming after you. Well, I'm trusting God to lead me in what I should do. The wisdom of God is connected to my trust in God. It's a benefit of trusting God. God is not going to let me get trampled. God is not going to allow me to get run over. God is not going to allow the, the, the bending of the arrow that's pointing at me to actually hit me. I'm going to trust him and I'm going to let him lead me in the direction that he wants me to go. All right. How dare you tell me flee to the mountains for safety when I'm trusting in the Lord? Because that's where my safety is. My safety is in the Lord. My safety is not in the mountain. My safety is in the Lord. Amen. All right. Uh, we're staying with the foundation of trust. Man, that's good. Psalms 20, verses 6 through 8. Psalms 20, verses 6 through 8. I love this. And, and we may just... Jump on oh, that, that's the only these are the only two scriptures I have. Okay. <laughs> Psalms 20, verses six through eight. Verse six says, Now I know the Lord saves his anointed. He will answer him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. See, that's the thing that we stand on. I stand on that I know that the Lord saves Cliff. And he will answer Cliff from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. See, I stand on that. So because I stand on that, look at what verse 7 says. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen. Those are the ones who trust in chariots and horses. But we have risen and stand upright. <laughs> 
Those of us who are, that's those of us who trust in the name of the Lord. Okay? Again, a distinct different difference. Some will put their trust in the things that, the, that society values. But we will put our trust in the Lord. Why? Because we know that the Lord saves his anointed. And that the Lord will answer his people from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. So because of that, I'm not going to put my trust in a chariot. I'm not going to put my trust in a horse. I'm not going to put my trust in my education. I'm not going to put my trust in my uh, uh, um, uh, financial uh, uh, success more than I put my trust in the Lord. Financial success is fine because I can use those finances with the wisdom of God to be a blessing to people. Education is great because it provides me opportunities to be able to get financial security and success so I can be a blessing to other people. So there's nothing wrong with chariots. There's nothing wrong with horses. The challenge comes when we put our trust in those material things, the things that can be shaken, more than we put our trust in God, which is unshakable. God is unshakable. Right? And when we put our trust in material things, we have the uh the, the, the opportunity, not opportunity, uh, but, but what can happen to us is we bow down and we fall, even though we're godly people, all right? So we have to make a choice to put our trust and remember the name of the Lord. Verse 7 and 8 in the New Living Translation says, Some nations boast of their chariots and horses, but we boast in the name of the Lord our God. Listen, there's nothing wrong with having a strong military, a strong defense, but we don't want to boast in our military and our defense more than we boast in the name of the Lord our God. Right? I think in one of the Psalms he says, um, uh, except the Lord build a house, the builder builds in vain. Except the Lord watch the city, the watcher watches in vain. Because it doesn't mean, if God wants an invasion, there will be an invasion. So we put our trust in the Lord more than we put our trust in our military. We put our trust in the Lord more than we put our trust in our own home security system. We put our trust in the Lord more than we put our trust in life insurance and housing insurance. All of those things are fine, but we're not going to put our trust in those foundations more than we put our trust in in the firm, unshakable foundation, which is the Lord our God. Verse 8 in the New Living Translation says, Those nations will fall down and collapse, but we will rise up and stand firm. Because those foundations will shake. We stand on a firm foundation. We will stand firm and we will rise up. Amen. All right, so that's the foundation of trust, or more specifically, the foundation of trusting God. The next foundation is the foundation of the Word of God. The foundation of the Word of God. We want to go to Luke chapter 10, verses 38 through 39, and then skip down to verses 41 uh, and 42. Now, I alluded to this in an earlier podcast. This is about Mary and Martha, and I want to... Uh, put a spotlight on specifically what Jesus says about the difference between Mary and Martha. So, 
Luke chapter 10 verses 38 and 39 says, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard the word. So one sister invited the word into her house, and another sister sat and listened to the word that had been invited. It's cool to invite Jesus into your house, but the thing that has value is when he comes in that you sit at his feet and you hear his word. You sit at his feet and you hear his wisdom. You sit at his feet and you hear his godly perspective. It's not enough to have the Bible on the coffee table. You got to sit at his feet and read that Bible and get understanding so you can apply it to your life and see change happen. Right? So, 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 so here we go. Verse 41 and 40, 42. Now, we know in verses, uh, what, 40, that, that, that Martha is complaining. She's doing all of this stuff and setting up the meals and doing all this stuff. And she goes to Jesus and says, hey, why don't you have my sister come and help me? And verse 41, uh, and Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. I want to read verse 42 from the Passion Translation. It says, Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. I'm saying it again. Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. See, we, can, we have to choose. Choose to let the word of God be one of our godly foundations. Let me read on. She is undistracted, and I won't take this privilege from her. See, when we sit at Jesus' feet, we are focused, we're locked in on the word, we're studying the word. We're looking at different translations. I was in a Sunday school class earlier this morning. It's Sunday. I'm recording this on a Sunday. And it, it ain't going to make it more holy. I've done these on Wednesdays, Tuesdays, Mondays, whatever. <laughs> right? But I was in class earlier this morning and somebody said, well, why do they call the, the Song of Solomon, they also call it the Song of Songs? Right? Now, this is not a deep conversation. We're not trying to break down some deep spiritual you know con concept it's just a question and so we dug into it and we found out that in the original language it's called the song of songs and if you read the first uh, uh the first verse of song of psalms or song of solomon chapter one the first verse says that it attributes solomon to the writer of the the book so some people call it the song of songs some people call it the Song of Solomon. See, this is what happens when we dig in and rightly divide the word. And in order to rightly divide the word, you have to be undistracted and focused in on what the word is saying. Not just reading the pages, because if you just read the words on the page, you can get confused. You have to rightly divide. You have to sit at his feet and hear what he says. Take the time. Not just read a verse of scripture. That's fine. But do you understand what you're reading? 
Uh, are you asking the Holy Spirit to, to give you some understanding of how this scripture applies to your everyday living? This is what sitting at Jesus' feet is about. And this is when we make the word of God our foundation. Then all of the other words that come in our ears and into our hearing and into our scope of life, they don't have the effect on us that it does on, on other people who don't have the word as their foundation because the word is their foundation. So now you find yourself rejecting other words. It's like what David wrote in Psalms 11. I'm rejecting this word of flee to the mountains because I've put my trust in God. And he didn't even have a Bible. He's writing part of the Bible, right? But his relationship with God, he sat at the feet of God. So much so that his trust has been built. He's heard the words from God. So much so his trust has been built. So now when other words come to contradict the word, he rejects that word because the word of God is my foundation. And that's what I'm sure many of you have done over the years. Somebody's told you to do such and such and such and such, but you say, nah, the word of God says this, so I'm going to move in this direction, right? I'm just thinking sex before marriage. There are a lot of people who don't have a problem with sex before marriage. There are a lot of people who call themselves Christians who don't have a problem with sex before marriage. But, but because the word is the firm foundation and the word says do not participate in sexual activity while you're not married or participate in sexual activity with somebody that you're not married to or who's married to somebody else. I'm going to let that word be my foundation and that word is going to govern my actions. All right, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. Joshua chapter 1, verse 8. So let's sit at the feet of Jesus. Because that's the thing that's needed. That's the one thing that's needed. All right, Joshua chapter 1, verse 8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Now, the book of the law for them was the, the law. It was what Moses wrote down. We don't live by the law. The law has been fulfilled through Jesus so our fulfillment of the law is loving God and loving people. But what? But our law, uh, it is the law that comes out of grace, the law of love, right? But, but in that day, in that day and time, this is what they had to live by, right? He says, for then you will make your way prosperous by meditating on the word day and night. You will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. The last part of verse 8 in the Amplified Translation says, For then you shall make your way prosperous, and then you shall deal wisely and have good success. Man, I like that. You shall deal wisely because you spent time meditating on the Word of God. You spent time allowing the Word of God to be your foundation. And in doing that, in learning the word and understanding the word and bringing proper context to the word and rightly dividing the word and seeing how it applies to your life on a daily basis, you will then learn how to deal wisely. Not only will you be successful, but part of that success is learning how to deal wisely, learning when to speak, when to be quiet. Uh, as that old uh, song by Kenny Rogers, knowing when to hold them and knowing when to fold them, knowing when to walk away and knowing when to run. That's dealing wisely. 
And success comes out of learning how to deal wisely. And learning how to deal wisely and the success comes from, according to what God tells Joshua, meditating, rolling over scripture, uh, turning it over in your mind on a regular basis. That brings success and allows us to deal wisely in life. And everybody wants to know how to deal wisely, to navigate this thing called life. I'm at a situation right now where if I, if I push it, I could probably get a house right now. And so I've begun to do some initial investigations and doing some research. And in the middle of that, I hear the Holy Spirit say, this is all good, son, but let's wait till next year. All right. So now, because I've spent time meditating in the word of God, I recognize God's voice by the Holy Spirit. And now I know, even though if I push it, I could probably get myself into a house by the end of the year. Dealing wisely says, wait till next year. Wait till next year. All right. So now I'll wait till next year. I'll deal wisely in that arena. And when it's time for God to have me to step into that, I'll step into it and I will be prosperous and it won't be stressful. It won't be a drain on my a strain on my finances. I'll be able to transition from where I am to where I want to be in the way that God wants me to get there. That's learning how to deal wisely based on understanding the word of God. All right. Uh, I think I'm going to finish this foundation and then we're going to go to the other ones in our next uh, podcast, all right? So let me finish up with this, the foundation of the Word of God. We want to go to Luke chapter 6, and we want to hit verses 47 and 48. Luke chapter 6, verses 47 and 48. I pray you guys are really getting something out of this, man. It's just, it has so much value. It has so much value. All right, Luke chapter 6, verses 47 and 48. I believe this example is also in Matthew, but this is the uh, version of it um, that I that I think really speaks to what we're talking about. All right, Luke six forty seven, verse forty seven says, "Whoever comes to me and hears my sayings and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house, who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock." And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. What's the rock? Hearing the words of Jesus and doing them. Hearing and doing, being obedient to the word of God, is like a man who builds a house, digs deep, and laid the foundation. Look at the effort that it takes to get that foundation established dug deep and laid the foundation on a rock. See, when we talk about the word of God, and I've kind of alluded to this a few minutes ago, we got to dig deep, man. We can't just read a scripture, memorize a scripture, and and think we're cool because we know the scripture. We come to church and the minister starts saying a scripture and we finish the scripture before he says it. See, I know that. That doesn't build a foundation. You got to dig deep. To build that foundation. What does that scripture mean to you? That's digging deep. What what is the context that that scripture is being applied in? That's digging deep. Does the context of that scripture apply directly to my life? It may, it may not. That is digging deep. 
Okay, we got to roll up our, 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 our intellectual sleeves and dig deep into this word, not so we can prove how deep we are, but so that word can get deep in our hearts and establish a foundation of godly living. The Passion Translation says, I love this. He says, let me describe the one who truly follows me and does what I say. This is that person. He is like a man who chooses the right place to build a house and then lays a deep and secure foundation. When the storms and floods rage against that house, it continues to stand strong and unshaken through the tempest, for it has been wisely built on the right foundation. My God. Notice those words foundation and unshaken come back up again, right? Choose the right place to build. Lay a deep and secure foundation. That's what adhering to the word of God does for our lives. It creates a deep and secure foundation. So when the craziness of life hits us, we don't, we, we're unshaken. We may be affected, but we're unshaken. Because the foundation has been built. We built our foundation on trusting God and, and obeying the word of God. And on that foundation, we stand. So when trouble comes, when tragedy comes, when pressure comes, when stress comes, it might knock some tiles off the roof. It might crash the window. It might blow the, the, you know, the rose garden off the, the, the thing that the roses is on and blow the roses down the street, but the house will not fall. The house will not be shaken because the foundation is built on hearing and obeying the word of God. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. And that, this will be part one. We might do three parts. I don't know. <laughs> But, but I want to I wanna make sure I'm digging into this thing deep and I don't want to just run through everything just because, you know, I want to make sure I get all the scriptures in, okay? I, I want to I make sure this thing is, the foundation is created and established in you guys to understand that godly foundations are what we are supposed to stand on, all right? So we're going to stop here and I'm going to let you guys chew on that. Until the next podcast where we'll pick up from this, I think we're going to get into the foundation of Jesus and we're going to dig into that. And then we'll talk about the foundation of God's love and we'll dig into that. And then we'll talk about the foundation of righteousness and, um, and then I believe that'll be it. So thank you guys for joining me. Please, please, please tell everybody about this. Um, I appreciate all the listens. I'm over a thousand listens right now. And I'm just thankful to God for what he continues to do through me uh, with this podcast. So uh, thanks for listening. I'll see you next time on the Word Experience Podcast, where we experience the word in a fresh new way. God bless you. See you guys next time. Peace. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast and that what you heard will start you on a journey of change and transformation. If you'd like to communicate with Cliff with a question or a comment, you can do so via email at clifftalk 63 at gmail.com. That's clifftalks, the number 63, at gmail.com. And thank you for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time on The Word Experience.